I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 39, where much is given, much is required, studying Doctrine and Covenants, sections 81 through 83. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come-follow-me study for busy moms. I'm Donica Contour, your host. I'm a mom of four kids, wife of a high school theater teacher, and my favorite show to binge watch is Murder, She Wrote. Okay, let's talk about the nature of God and the nature of Christ. If I seem a little quiet, I've got the mic not quite as close as I usually keep it because the baby's on my lap and he grabs all the things. So I'm actually going to start a little bit differently than I usually do. I'm actually going to read a couple of verses and then we're going to talk about them. So let's look at Doctrine and Covenants section 82 verse 1. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, my servants, that inasmuch as you have forgiven one another your trespasses, even so I, the Lord, forgive you. Okay? And then we're also going to look at verse 10, same section. Um, It says, I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say, but when you do not what I say, ye have no promise. And then the last one I want to look at is section 130, verses 20 and 21. It says, there is a law irrevocably, holy cow, irrevocably decreed in heaven before the foundations of this world, upon which all blessings are, are predicated. And when we obtain any blessing from God, it is by obedience to that law upon which it is predicated. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. Um, One thing I kept thinking the entire time I was reading all of these verses is how Christ is so fair, right? Like in what other place in our lives do we have the opportunity to be treated the way we treat people, right? Like what could be more fair if I walk through life being unencumbered by my fellow man, right? I just, I take what I want. It's dog eat dog. I... Um, step on the little people to get where I want to go. I have no concern for anybody else's welfare or well-being. Um, and then I receive that kind of, same kind of treatment. Chances are, if I'm that kind of perfect person, I'm going to yell that that it's unfair. But the reality is, is that's incredibly fair. And if I walk through life being as kind as I can and as aware of other people as I can and try to show up in the best way that I can... Um, and I show mercy and I show love and I show compassion and understanding, empathy. Um, these are the same things that are going to be given to me by Christ. And I can't think of, honestly, anything better, right? Um, it would be the best if everybody walked around treating, if everybody knew without a doubt that they were going to be treated the way that they treat people, I think people would reevaluate the way that they treat people, especially you know, um, some people, but I just thought it was kind of cool. And I was thinking about how, um, in one thirty it talks about the law, right? And I was thinking about how there are people out there that keep, oh, crikey Moses, son. Hold on. Baby's eating the notes. Okay. Um, there are people out there that keep certain laws even if they don't know that they're keeping those laws. And so they still receive blessings because they're keeping those laws, right? Like everybody who walks around not killing people 
you are keeping a commandment, right? Even if you're atheist, even if you don't believe in any kind of God, or if you're a completely, even if you're, you know, a Satanist, I suppose, as long as you're not killing people, you're technically keeping a commandment, thou shalt not kill. And um, because you are being obedient to that commandment, you're going to receive blessings because of your obedience. Um, anyway, and I think there's a lot of blessings that are like that where we don't necessarily think about keeping them. Um, thou shalt not steal, right? I don't know how many of us go around stealing things. Um, I, you know, make a habit not to. Um, but I feel like it's kind of an interesting point to think about. I mean, if we're just breaking this down to basics, basic 10 commandments, um, even for people who don't believe in God and don't believe in, um, the church or the gospel or our prophet or any of anything that we believe, there's still going to be some basic commandments that they follow because they're good people, right? Good people don't go around killing other people. Good people don't go around stealing things. Um, good people honor their mother and father, right? To the best of their ability. Um, anyway, and so I was just thinking about how there's people that don't follow all of the commandments in terms of like, you know, the word of wisdom or um, other commandments that we have in the gospel received and are aware of, um, but they do keep these other commandments and that they're going to be blessed for the commandments that they keep. They are going to be blessed for their obedience. Anyway, and how that's really cool. <laughs> okay. Um, so the other thing I was thinking about in terms of this, right, that how we treat kind of jumping back to what I was saying before, how we treat other people is how we are going to be treated. What is more fair than that, right? What is more fair than allowing you to be in control? Um, ultimately, no matter what is happening around you, you have control of how you treat other people. You have control of how and whether you keep your promises and covenants with Christ and with our Heavenly Father. Um, and I just kind of want to reread this one. There is a law irrevocably decreed in heaven, irrevocably, right? Irrevocably, irrevocably decreed in heaven before the foundations of this world upon which all blessings are predicated. And when we obtain any blessing from God, it is by obedience to that law upon which it is predicated. So it's kind of just what I was saying before. Okay. So let's talk about commandments. Let's talk plan of salvation here for a minute. The world would tell us that rules restrict us, that keeping commandments such as the word of wisdom um, means that we're missing out on things. We don't get to drink coffee. We don't get to have this tea. We don't get to have um, the green tea that has all the health benefits they keep telling us or the wine, glass of wine every day that is supposed to be so good for your heart or the, this and that and the other, right? We're missing out on all these things. But, um, in, if you keep, love me, keep my commandments by Carol M. Stevens from the October, 2015 general conference. She says, well, first I'm going to kind of tell a little story that she, I'm going to kind of paraphrase. She basically is hanging out with her granddaughter, Chloe, and she's taking her daughter, her, her granddaughter somewhere, and Chloe will not sit in her car seat. She go, you know, grandma gets in there, 
um, Sister Stevens gets in there, buckles Chloe in, and is like, okay. And she goes, I haven't even backed out of the driveway before Chloe's out and walking around the car. Um, and she goes through several, you know, she'll buckle her in, drive like half a foot, and then <laughs> Chloe's out and she stops the car. And she tries everything she can think of bargaining to bargain with this child to get her to, um, to, to stay in her chair. She's like, we'll make bread when we go, when we go to grandma's house. We'll, we'll get ice cream on the way to grandma's house. We, you know, like, we'll do whatever you want. Just please stay in the freaking chair. <laughs> she doesn't say freaking because she's talking at general conference and is more righteous than that. But, um, she, she tries everything she can think of. And Chloe's just not, not having any of it. She's like, nope, I want to walk around this car. I want my freedom. I want to do what I want. Right. Because she's, she's a toddler. Well, then, um, Carol, um, sister Stevens says something to the effect of kind of receiving this little, she kind of says a little prayer of like, what do I do? How do I like, I can't go anywhere until we get her in the car seat. Um, it's just not safe. How do I, what do I do? Right. And I say a lot of these prayers, these, what do I do? Heavenly father? I, I don't even know where to start. Like, please help me. I need like, give me, give me an answer. I need, I need help. Um, and this scripture, if you love me, keep my commandments comes into her head. And she talks to Chloe about how, um, we, why, why would, why does she want her to stay in the car seat? You know, and she talks about why, you know, um, you know, it's to keep her safe. And why does she, why does grandma want to keep her safe? And then Chloe's like, oh, it's because you love me. And once she made the connection between, oh, I'm not in the car seat because you want to cut the fun out from me getting to wander around the car. I'm in the car seat because you want me to be safe. Once she made that connection, they got home no problem. And then, you know, they picked up ice cream and made bread and did all the other things that grandma promised they would do because toddlers never forget. Anyway, so with that preface, here's what she says. If you love me, keep my commandments. We have um, rules to teach, guide, and protect children. Why? Because of the great love we have for them. But until Chloe understood my desire for her to remain securely fastened in her car seat, um, that my desire for her to remain securely fastened in her car seat was because of my love for her, she was unwilling to submit to what she considered a restriction. She felt her seatbelt limited her freedom. We can choose to see commandments as limitations. We may feel at times as that God's laws restrict our personal freedom. Take us um, take us, take from us our agency and limit our growth. But as we seek for greater understanding, as we allow our father to teach us, we will begin to see his laws are for us and obedience to his laws is an expression of our love for him. Um, and this actually made me think of another talk and I went and I looked it up. Excuse me. Um, and it was by Elder Vaughn G. Keach, and he told this story. It was actually the same general conference, October 2015. Um, and he told this story about while he was in Australia, and he overheard these surfers lamenting the fact that there was this big barrier. Um, and he was getting really mad, or he was he was listening to these others to these surfers get really mad about it. And he went over and he was like, "Hey guys, like, what's wrong?" And they told him, "Well, we came all the way from America. It had to be Americans, right? We came all the way from 
America to surf these like incredible waves in, um, in Australia. And all we can get to are kind of the rinky dink waves because there's this barrier and there's these gorgeous, beautiful waves on the other side of the barrier. Right. And they're just getting madder and more heated matter a word more mad. Anyway, they're getting more upset and getting more heated. And this local guy, this older local guy comes up, doesn't say anything to them, but he hands them a pair of binoculars. And each one takes a turn and looks out at the binoculars and kind of points over to the barrier. And when it is um, Elder Keech's turn, he looks to the barrier or looks to the binoculars at the barrier. And just beyond the barrier, he can see these giant fins of great white sharks, or as the Australians call them, the men in suits. Um, and because, you know, they're anyway, I won't explain. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I've always loved, like, I remember hearing that story. That would have been probably about seven years ago now. Um, I remember hearing that story and I loved it. I loved it so much because first of all, it hit me really well because like, I get it because I surfed. I used to surf when we lived in Hawaii. Um, sharks are something I was terrified of. I still have shark dreams, even though we've lived in Idaho for like ever, I still will occasionally have a shark dream. Um, anyway. And so I get, I get it like it 100%. It's like when, when Christ is talking about sheep and shepherds and all this stuff and the shepherds are like, Oh, we get this. We understand this. Now I don't have a lot of experience with sheep or shepherds. Um, but sharks and surfing, I've got experience with that. So this one like is right up my alley. And, um, I love the metaphor, right? Cause they're so, and the, the, the old man, the old Australian guy says something to the American surfers, something to the effect of, you know, don't be too quick to judge our barriers. Um, they're, they're keeping you safe. Right. And, um, I think so often that the world just sees the big waves on the other side of the barrier and they're like, you guys are missing out. You're not getting to ride all these super fun waves. You're stuck with those rinky dinky waves. And we if we're smart and we pay attention and we search for that further understanding that Sister Stevens was talking about, we recognize that there are sharks. There are sharks when you do not keep the commandments. The commandments are there for a reason, right? They're there to protect us. Um, I tell this to my kids all the time. If I, if you ever hear me um, over talking to my kids when they're not listening to me, I'll say, what's mommy's job? What's mom and dad's job? And they'll say to keep us safe because that's my job. My job is to teach them and to keep them safe. Right. And I think about this, not just in like the physical, keep them safe, but in an eternal, keep them safely within our eternal family safe. Right. I'm looking out for their eternal well-being as well as their, um, mortal well-being. And I tell them all the time, like, listen, Mommy can only do her job if you listen to mom, right? I can only keep you safe if you listen to my rules. Heavenly Father is saying, listen, I want you to come home. I want you to come home and I want you to live with me because I love you and I miss you. And But you can only do that if you listen to my rules, right? You, that's the only way. Otherwise, you're going to get taken by the sharks and then there's nothing I can do unless, you know, you try and come back because atonement. But um, I just have loved that. And um, so let's, let's look at, she also says, this is Sister still sister Stevens. She says, trust God, trust in his eternal plan for you. Each of us is a beloved spirit, son or daughter of heavenly parents. Their love for us is apparent in commandments. Commandments are vital instructions to teach, 
guide, and protect us as we gain earthly experience, right? And so I think ultimately, when we mess up, when we don't follow the commandments, we run the risk of getting taken by sharks, right? Um, Satan is just, he's, I think a shark is kind of a perfect analogy for him. He's sitting and he's lurking and he's very wise. He is very practiced at what he does and he will get us. Um, which sounds kind of doom and gloom, but I think it's also important to understand the reality of, of Satan's job, right? Um, if God and Christ's, if their job is to bring to pass the eternal, um, life of man, then Satan's is to make sure that that eternal life is as miserable and horrible as possible. And that the least amount of us make it back to heavenly father in celestial glory as possible, um, because he's miserable and misery loves company. So I just want to kind of finish with our application, right? What do we, what do we do with this now that we know? And I think ultimately it's, commandments, right? If there are commandments that you struggle with, because I think we all have them, right? Um, most of us don't struggle with thou shalt not kill. Most of us don't struggle with thou shalt not steal, right? Um, but if there are commandments, which I'm sure there are because I have mine, um, if there are commandments that you struggle with, pray about them, right? Try ask Heavenly Father to help you understand why this is a commandment. Um, I remember somebody talking about the two ear piercing thing, right? They're like, why, why were we asked to do this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. How does having two earrings in my ear versus one earring in my ear affect my eternal salvation? And, you know, the actual physical holes may not, but your obedience might, you know? Um, and so I think ultimately it comes down to praying and talking to Heavenly Father, reading your scriptures and finding out for yourself why that barrier is there. What are the sharks that this commandment is protecting me from? And when you understand the sharks, when you understand um, the barrier, then you see the love. And it's so much easier to keep the commandments when you understand the love that's there. Um, you don't, I feel like for me, at least once I understand the sharks, once I understand um, the other side right? Why Heavenly Father's trying to keep me safe from X, Y, why he's, he's asking me to do X, Y, Z, because it will keep me safe, you know, from, from these particular sharks. And when I understand that, it's so much easier for me to keep the commandments. And I will talk to you next week.